1 Timothy 4, 1 through 5. Would you all like to stand for just a moment for the reading of God's Word? Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Let us pray. Father in heaven, dear God, we come to you tonight, Lord, and once again just want to thank you for your word. Lord, bless the bless your word to your people. Help me to convey your word, dear God. Help to admonish and, and, and to encourage and, and to edify your people, your church, dear God. Just bless the time we have together in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Have you ever heard that before? I have, I have heard and, and I have seen situations where someone was just busted in, in a folly, in, in an embellishment, in a lie, if I put it bluntly. And that's what they've said, even after being caught. Well, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. As we think about something like that, if your spiritual story, spiritually speaking, is I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior, I have heard the good news of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ for our sins according to the Scripture, I have believed on Him, I have accepted Jesus Christ, I am a child of God, I believe the Bible is true, I believe it is the infallible, perfect Word of God and I live by it obediently, that's a good story if that's your story. I hope you stick to it because some will not. In, 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 in a group of people that, that we have here in number tonight, thinking of a ratio of this, there, there may be some in this room, God forbid, that do not stick to it. We can be sure that this is going to happen. There are going to be some that do not stick to it. And the reason why we can be sure is because of who makes the prediction. The first thing we see, beginning there in verse 1, is the agency. It says, now the Spirit speaketh expressly. So this isn't Brother Kenneth saying something to you. This isn't the Apostle Paul really saying something to you. It's something that's clearly coming from the Holy Spirit of God as a prediction of things to come with people, things that have already happened and things that will unfortunately continue to happen with people. Now this is a letter from the wiser older preacher Paul to the young up-and-coming preacher Timothy. It is that, but the Holy Spirit is moving upon Paul to write what is being written. 2 Peter 1.21 says, For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake 
as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So we have the agency of the Holy Spirit clearly as the author. You know, there are different thoughts on inspiration of the Bible. You know, some believe a highly intelligent, genius type of mind within himself and his own wisdom wrote the Bible. And, and I'm glad that's not true. And that's not true. Others believe that man was a recording machine for God. And in one way, I would say amen to that. And, and, and that's close. But something that fine-tunes that thought is the fact that God did use the personalities of the men and the, and the road in life that the men had been down and the culture they lived in in the writing of God's Word. We have four Gospels and we have four different accounts of the same truth. And you will notice the personalities of the men of Luke the doctor and the others that was included in the writing of God's Word. It's verbal inspiration, though, that the Holy Spirit gave through the men. God revealed His truth by the Holy Spirit through the writer. And that's for the entire Word of God, by the way. That, that covers it all. The, the whole Bible was Holy Spirit-led. <clears throat> not just here where Paul was, was speaking about the Spirit speaking expressly. He did so, though, because there's such a dangerous matter discussed. So Paul refreshes everyone, well, Timothy, and, and everyone that this goes out to, that it's not him, it is the Holy Spirit that is making a great prediction here as the speaker. And the dangerous matter that we have from the agency is apostasy. And, and toward the end of verse 1, we will see this apostasy. It says that in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. By latter times, as this is said here, do not take that in the most strict sense. Do not go too much in the future when thinking about latter times. We've been in the end times already for a very, very long time. We're going to get into the talk of false teaching, and there has been false teaching around for a very long time. And, and even then, even as Paul was writing to Timothy, Timothy was soon going to be facing people that he had led to make a profession of faith in the Lord that would end up being in opposition to the profession that they made. And this isn't good news. This isn't very encouraging. But it's something that's going to happen that Paul was preparing Timothy for. That some would make a profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and they wouldn't stick to it. By the way, this has nothing to do with losing salvation, of course, because that's not possible. It's the idea of someone walking away from their relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and not partaking in relationship with Him. They departed from the faith, it says. Notice it doesn't say their faith. 
It says they departed from the faith. The body of truth that we have in the scriptures that God has given us. That is the faith. And there is the departing from the faith here. It's about people walking away from their relationship with the Lord. This departing, by the way, it is not a quick, rash, snap, spur-of-the-moment decision that someone makes. There's a gradual falling away from the faith that people go through. It's something that happens in lives of people that they never plan on it happening. Uh, you, could, you could even call it an unintentional fall. But as I say that, it's a result of a deliberate withdrawal from the things of God. The Christian that just, just quits listening, maybe, maybe wants to hear something new, maybe wants to hear something just a little bit different. I don't know about you, but I want to hear the same old truth. Over and over again. The truth has a sound to it. And I, I want to hear that sound. I'm so thankful for the blessed discernment that God has given us. And when we're about the things of God, we can be sharp about it. We can detect it. And we can understand what's going on. But not everyone is going to stay that way. A deliberate Slow withdrawal from the things of God. Don't, please do not be interested just in activities in church. Please do not just be interested in wanting to serve in a position where that is wonderful and we should all be serving. We all need our time at the feet of Jesus, as I call that the Word of God. Mary knew Martha was cumbered over much serving. Mary went to the feet of Jesus when it was time for the Word of God, and we all need that. As a matter of fact, that is a requirement for us to successfully serve in a ministry. We have to be under the Word of God to be able to maturely work in and lead a ministry. This is the, the basis of the cornerstone of what we do here in worship and in this church. And that's the way it should be. A, an unintentional fall, but a deliberate withdrawal. You know, when, when, someone, when I run across someone that's a minute or two old in the Lord, in other words, they just trusted in Jesus Christ as Savior... I am so tempted to load them up on the necessities that they need that God has left us in this world. He has left us His Holy Spirit to dwell within the believer. He has left us His Holy Word for us to have, to live, to, to be directed by. He has left us His church in this world. And, and for the one that has just professed Christ and had all their sins forgiven, that's only the beginning. And, they, and, and maybe not right in that moment do they need to be loaded up, but very soon they need to understand their need as a child of God in sanctification after salvation. So many people get sanctification and salvation mixed up that I, that I don't like to go into what they need to do so quickly. But it does pretty... Uh, pretty soon after they're saved, need to be spoken about with the new believer in Christ. They need to soon understand that God has left us divine aid in this world 
that we desperately need. Without the activity of the Spirit of God in our lives, without the Word of God, without serving in His church, it's very possible that apostasy is on its way. On its way into your life. If you are not protected and safely guarded by the things that God has given you and that God has given I. You know, it's, it's, uh, if one is not under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, grieving the Holy Spirit, versus having the comfortable dwelling of the Holy Spirit, another spirit will soon take over the life. There's no gray area here. This is a great danger of what God is saying. Uh, The Apostle John said, Believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. The last thing you want to get a hold of is another spirit. Somebody asked me to come to their church one time, and they promised me that something would happen to me if I did this and I did that. And I believed them. I believe it would have happened, something that shouldn't happen, something that is not doctrinally correct. But I believe it could have happened because there are other spirits out there. I want to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And there's a desperate need to always be. It's a safe place to be. Another spirit will have you walking and talking in opposition to the things of God in no time at all. Next thing you know, one who has professed the truth will stand in opposition to the truth. Maybe this is an answer to something that's been baffling your mind about someone you know, someone you dearly love, that you believe knows Jesus Christ as Savior, but everything about their life is not representing the Lord. And there is something out there that is going to take them away if we're not diligent in the things of God. Opposition to the truth after having received the truth. I know some. I know some. In church Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night for many years growing up, and next thing you know, that they're not partaking in the blessed activity of daily Bible reading. They are not part of the Lord's church at all. They were baptized. They, they had made a profession. They were on the membership roll. And now they have abandoned the Lord's church and all of the things of God and agree with laws that are passed that are a perversion of what God would have passed. Believing something in opposition to the truth. Oh, and it happens when we do not see the protection and the aid that we need for our spiritual lives. You know, as I think about these people and I think about people I love and I pray for God's mercy upon them, I want to say I can't believe it. I just can't believe that this happened to this person. I just can't believe this person has gone so far into saying the things that they say and believing what they believe. But the Holy Spirit has predicted a seducing, A seducing into the evil that is out there. A misleading on this very subject as as I just was wringing my hands and thinking about those loved ones that have nothing to do with the truth. But we not only understand and see the agency here and the apostasy, Let's look at the action of the apostasy. Let's go into verse 2, and we're going to look at the action on the outside. Speaking lies 
in hypocrisy. To not be submitting to the Lord's Word is to end up believing and speaking lying words. It's going to be one way or the other. Liars they are. False teachers. And by the way, false teachers includes anyone who speaks against the truth of God and stands in opposition to His truth. This departing from the faith happens, and many times they depart from the faith. I mean, they start standing in opposition to the things of God, but they don't leave the Lord's church. I'll never forget the first time I heard that the devil is roaming around in the Lord's church. And that, that, that really took me back. That really took me by surprise and, and threw me back really far. But there are those that depart from the faith and they stay in the midst of the Lord's church, allowing the devil to use them. You know, as, as I was studying this and thinking about this, in this moment, it made me think that that's the last thing that I would want to have happen to me. That I would be a member of the Lord's church. That I would be here, a child of God, but being used by Satan himself. I don't want to go there. I know that I could. I know any of us could. And we must embrace what we have in the Word of God, to sanctify our Christian lives with truth. That we are to embrace the Holy Spirit who leads and guides us into all truth. Well, that's the action on the outside as a result of neglecting the things of God and falling into hypocrisy, falling into apostasy. Now let's look at the action on the inside, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. You know, when a cow, I'm no country boy, but I believe when a cow is branded, it flinches, it hurts, and he's ready to fight. And then after he's branded over and over again, He starts to become calloused. He starts to become hardened. And and he's not even moved by that branding that goes on. And that's the same thing that happens when someone starts neglecting the truth. You know, there's nothing more beautiful than, than a young Christian that here's something that's against the Word of God. And I know we need to speak the truth in love, but the passion for the truth inside us will have us to just stomp that hypocrisy and that lie in the ground that they hear that's against God's Word. I know we need to do that in love, but it's so beautiful when we see that stance against the truth. But then there comes a time where... Maybe it just doesn't offend someone so much anymore and they just maybe start to compromise for whatever reason, for this or that. Maybe it might be because of a a pretty girl or a handsome guy they meet or, or, you know, it could be any number of things that would cause someone to start to, to start to compromise God's truth. 
maybe just a little bit. Maybe we'll just overlook this one thing, or this one thing turns into another thing, and then into another thing, and all of a sudden we are insensitive to God's perfect, exact, infallible truth, and, and we don't know a lot from the truth. What a horrible place to be in, and it just blows my mind that it could happen to us. But then, the action on the inside, having the conscience steered, beware that this process does not happen to your conscience. If we become insensitive to the truth, our discernment for lies will be lost, and there's plenty of, of liars out there and false teachers of the world that would love to drive you and take you away. It seems as though that false teachers need to be more aggressive then God's people with the truth sometimes. The devil is busy, and he's at work, and he's working to get your life. He's working to see your conscience to be seared with a hard iron. Take care of the conscience because of what's going to happen to the Holy Spirit's telling us to But that was the adulteration at the beginning of verse 3. Paul gives an example of the lies of the Forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from peace. I told you, don't think of the latter time too strictly, because the germs of this false teaching are already starting to spread as Paul is writing and he is warning Timothy about this prophecy. Timothy had to contend with the teaching of forbidding to marry. And abstaining from meats. You know, I, I, I know we've got to watch our caffeine intake sometimes. Sometimes people cannot have any more caffeine. I don't want to go to the doctor because he might tell me that. But I, I know that that time comes sometimes, and, and, and we can't do that. But there's a, there's a cult out there that takes it to the extreme. And, and as I'm standing over at the fellowship, I'll chat with you men and so I, I've already told y'all that one time Cole came to my door and knocked on my door, and I guess I was in a silly mood, and I opened the door, and I said, don't you mess with my coffee. And um, the extremes that people go to and the exaggeration of, of things, the adulteration of God's Word, and here we have forbidding to marry and abstaining from eating meats. Hey, this was this was worthy of merit. This was praiseworthy among the false teachers that would live by and abide by these things. You know, the, the false teachings, they love the thought of exterior sacrifice, but don't talk to them about the interior obedience. You know, in First Samuel, it talks about how that obedience is better than sacrifice. They love that outward. Look for that. Look for the outward stuff that they try to tell you about that you need to follow. But everything starts on the inside. And that's where they don't want to go. They love that stuff. And in Paul's example, he, he now fights this adulteration and apostasy with the Word of God. Let's finish verse uh, 3 through 5 here in the middle of verse 3 as, as he has mentioned the example in the false teaching of marrying and abstaining, forbidding to marry and abstaining from meat. 
which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good, and nothing to be refused, if it be received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God in prayer. Before I kind of get into thank God for the food. When you're alone, having your own little moment, thank you, Father, for the food. That's, that's what He wants us to do. That's the one requirement we need to meet. Thank God for it. Eat whatever you want. But come to the thanksgiving to God, thanking Him as being the one that has provided it. Oh, wow. It's better than marriage than burn. The Bible says, and this forbidding of marrying, you know, many false teachers have burned in a way that I won't mention in a group of kids in this sanctuary right now. Whether we're talking about false teachers that have always been lost and unsaved, or, or, or there's something to do with uh, the, the, the turning away into apostasy, there's been a burning that's horrible. You know, after the flood, the Lord God said, Every living thing that moves shall be made for you. Lord told them, uh, Peter was speaking to Christ, and I can't even get in a claim. You know, and the Lord said, If I say, Spain, Spain, Peter, eat it. It eats the food, but just thank me for it. Wow. God gave us many commitments to enjoy. Okay? The requirement is to come to him with thanksgiving. Let's come resisting the meat while we're eating anything we want. Man, it's good. And we like it. I love bacon. Amen to bacon, huh? Man, the bacon is good. And I'm so glad to know by the word of God I can eat it. Man, there's so many people that are, that are, that are venting out of something so good. If they think they're being real spiritual and they're not. Oh, man. Just about you think and thank God for whatever you're going to eat. Be grateful for it to God. He provided it. This is good. If you just want to eat it, isn't great to have perfect, good, guiding word of God? Look, we need it. Because there's folks out there that want to take you down that ridiculous world. And it, and it ends in a bar, and it's a way from God. You know, we're often reminded to study the Word of God, to submit to the Holy Spirit, to serve in the Lord's Church. We're reminded that it, 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 it may be just in another angle tonight, on another end of things. Let us see the devastating effects of not doing so. Do you believe the Word of God and the Word of God is the warnings of God for His children? He loves us and He doesn't want to see us go astray. And I know you may think it will never happen to you, but you're the very one that can happen to it. That's what you think. Let us all be touched by this particular from the Holy Spirit as it has revealed the danger of what can happen to you and I hold fast to the things of God that every tomorrow on Monday hold fast to the things of God 
claim your power and your truth and your blessings and your protection in our lives. My dear God, for the one here that might not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, I pray, Lord, that you would give them blessed assurance that they would know your Son. To as many as received Him, to them they become the children of God. It's, it's the person of the Lord Jesus Christ entering a relationship, Father. Do your will, have your way in their lives tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. I have